Well, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes alongside Doug McCary this afternoon. And we're, we are so glad you have joined us. And uh, it is my hope that you will uh, maybe tune in closely, listen very closely this week as we begin to um, dig into God's Word. Doug, I mean, two days in a row. This is, this is pretty special for me. No, this is uh, <laughs> it's awesome. I told Lori it was really nice I, I, because... You've been traveling a lot, and we haven't. Uh, well, I know you had to help your mother-in-law move, and so you've been gone, and so I haven't seen you. Gosh, maybe uh, other than it's SWAT last week, maybe a month. So it's kind of been nice to get a Brad fix in here and just connect a little <coughs> bit because uh, you and I have had a special friendship. It's gone back a long time, and uh, you know we can. You and I can sit down, and we can just immediately go to a theological issue or something. And I just feel like I got my Barnabas here with me. Isn't that you know? great? <clears throat> I was I was telling some guys uh, this. Uh, I think it was last week. Uh, in fact, it's a fellow SWAT brother uh, happened to be playing golf with him. He asked, "How long, how long have you known Doug? It seems like you guys really are close." Said, <laughs> We've known each other for you know, Doug. It's over twenty four years now. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that we, is met, a- we met the first time in nineteen ninety eight. And, uh, you know, I would say you're right. Now, you have a brother. I have a brother. Uh, back you, got, in, you got a brother? I got a brother in Texas. Bubba. I, You know, I know, you know that. that. Now yeah. that you said that, I, now I, I remember. <laughs> and a sister, too. Right? I do. Yeah, Suzanne. Then, yeah, I remember that now. But at the time, you know, I just, when I see you, I don't think think about your brother. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I, I guess when I think about you more, I think about... Um, our friend in Houston, who's your brother-in-law. My brother-in-law, Tim. Yeah, yeah, Tim. Well, you know, it's funny. I don't talk to my brother every week. I don't talk to him every month. Yeah. I mean, we, but trust me, when we talk, we can immediately start at the deepest level. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't you need a friend like that? Yeah. You need a brother like that. You yeah. need a brother in Christ like that. Again, just encouraging men to, to build into other men, get into a relationship with a guy who's running after God. Yeah. And just, listen, we don't need the, the fluff talk. You know, <laughs> We don't need to talk about the weather. We don't need to talk about football. Uh, we don't have to talk about, we don't even have to talk about politics other than how our world, you know, how do we, how do we view the world through a biblical lens? Yeah. And, and our world right now, in fact, it, you know, sometimes people just tune in, they, they, I, I literally have had conversations with some people who told me they listen and they were just got in a car and they just turned on the radio and it just happened to be on 91.7 and uh, they started hearing us talk and listening to the program. And so if that's just happening to you right now you're, and you're listening to this program, it's called SWAT, Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And uh, it really spawned out of a Bible study uh, that started 10 years ago almost. And uh, the Bible study was just to bring God's truth in a relevant, practical way into the lives of men and have a camaraderie around that word with those men with what I call a mission-driven focus to follow Jesus and be like our rabbi. And a good number of guys, I was thinking about the other day, Brad, 
at least 20, I'd say 20 to 25 guys in SWAT have either gone to Israel or gone on a mission trip with us somewhere where we've traveled and we've seen those. And, and our whole focus is we want, we want to be men who are engaged in the battle, acting like men. I, I keep thinking of that verse Paul wrote, act like men. Mm-hmm. Why would he write that to the people he wrote to except that there was a need for that? You know, I mean, God divinely put that act like men in there. And boy, if there's ever a time in our culture, men have been emasculated, feminized. The church has been feminized. And it's almost derogatory now to talk about masculinity. And, you know, they call it toxic masculinity for us to talk about manly things. I I think you and I are both toxic, apparently. (laughs) You know, uh, Doug, I was thinking about this text that we're we're working through this week, well, at least here on the radio. But even uh, this week at SWAT Bible Studies, when you think about Paul and you think about what he has been going through mm-hmm. and the price that he's paying to get the word out to disciple men, I mean, he's beaten constantly. And yet we we, we talked about this briefly yesterday most men today are hesitant to speak the truth mm-hmm. for fear of you name it, whatever it might be, popularity. They may lose their popularity. They may lose their prestige or their prominence or their power or whatever it is. Boy, Paul didn't look at it that way. He was bold. He was bold. And we need bold men. We need bold men who are willing to speak truth. Yeah. And unfortunately, our, our country has been feminized. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our country, more probably one of the most feminine countries in the history of the world, as you look at the world, and, and people would say, well, that's a good thing. Well, if you look at the Bible, the way God honored women, he honored women without feminizing the men. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing that I think we miss here. We, because there has been almost like a pendulum shift to um, the way we treat women because women have been put down and they've not been given the value that God intended them to have. Uh, In a lot of cultures still today, um, there's been a a shift here to say, hey, we're going to go this way. And now men have been feminized. And and that's a problem. It's a problem when you have... um, young men in a family who are not getting a masculine influence yeah. the, the 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 way God intended for that to be. Well, and, and, and Doug, even to the verse you were talking about where Paul says, I think it's 1 Corinthians 1, I mean 1 Corinthians 16, yeah. he says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men. Mm-hmm. He goes on, be strong. And he says, let all that you do be done in love. Okay, the world today wants to feminize men because people want love. They want to be loved. Yeah, they do. You can love people as a man, you know. Mm-hmm. You can be tender. You can be a tender warrior. Was it Stu Weber who wrote the book Tender Tender yes, Warrior? Yes, he did. It's a great book. And, I mean, we need men who are going to stand firm, who are going to be bold in their witness for Christ, but at the same time be compassionate. 
Mm-hmm. I know we're going to look into that a little bit today. Is the 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 being bold uh, witnesses and being bold warriors for mercy? Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's interesting that even in those with a secular worldview, I mean, we're we're talking about getting away from just a biblical worldview, which we think obviously speaks to manhood and the different roles men and women play. Um, There there was an article written by a guy – Actually, I think it was a book. By, you, ever, you ever heard of Stephen Baskerville? No. Uh, wrote a mm-hmm. book called, I think, Real Men Missing, or it might have been an article, um, that basically in the article he talked about how men have refused to step up to the plate and do the hard task, and um, like holding the line on moral issues such as sexual immorality, uh, the the male role in the workplace and community and um and what he says is american men are now harvesting the fruit of our passivity now this guy's not writing from a christian perspective mm. this is just out there in the world but i think there's that that's a spiritual consequence that we're seeing because men not being in in this article he talks about how the feminization of society has changed us all um, and think about it. Uh, w- think about what's happened in this mass hysteria over COVID over the last two years. And think about the way Christians responded to pandemics back in biblical times or even post-biblical right after in early Rome when the Christians right. were going while people were dying. They were risking their lives to bury the dead just to be near. And we got people that wouldn't even go into hospital rooms because mm. we, we didn't have any men standing up and saying, this is ridiculous. I'm going to go in and see my dad. I'm going to go in and see my mom. You know, I'm not going to sit there and let you tell me I can't do this. I remember one guy got up on some kind of crane or a daughter got up on a crane to go up to a hospital room and see her dying parent or her parent that was in there through the hospital room. And wow. got reprimanded by the nurse for doing it. But, I mean, my goodness, we, we have allowed these things to uh, come to be because the men have not stepped up. So that's why we do what we do at SWAT. And um, basically what he says, and I, I just, again, I, this has a secular Arthur. This is not crazy. biblical. It's crazy. But, but when that starts happening, Brad, you know mm-hmm. we're in trouble. No, right? absolutely. And his, he says that, the, the reign of feminine characteristics over our society's norms has encouraged men to adopt feminine values and forego masculine ones. And I just, I think it's awful. I mean, what we see, because I think women want masculine men. Yeah. I really yeah. do. I think deep down yeah. there's, a, there's a God-given uh, connection there to that masculinity that a masculine man is going to love his wife. A masculine man is going to protect his wife. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and a masculine <clears throat> man is going to lead his wife. Yes. Amen. I mean, you can be a masculine man and be gentle. Paul yes. said to Timothy, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and then he ends it with gentleness. We are to be men who are gentle men, but 
We are to be bold in our witness for Christ. We're going to take a quick break. Glad you have joined us today. If you want to call 844-777-7928, that's 844-77-SWAT. You can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. If you have a question or comment, we would love to hear from you. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line with all the other not quite with all the never get Yeah, that's true. Brad Sykes here on SWAT Radio. I'm just a, just a nobody getting to sit in in this studio today. And, uh, you know, we're talking about men, SWAT men, yeah, and- spiritual warriors who are bold enough to advance truth in this culture that we're living in. I was just looking, uh, Vic and I do a morning study, and this was the this was one of the verses we were reading today. Psalm one twelve one says, "Praise the Lord, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in His commandments." I wonder how many men delight in being obedient to God's word. He says, "His offspring will be mighty in the land." Mm. Uh, it says, "The generation of the upright will be blessed." Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Mm. You know, I think about the men today, Christian men. Mm. And to kind of wrote down that guy, Stephen Baskerville, I want to go read that, Real Men Missing. Boy, we got some real men missing in the church today. Well, you know, to quote that great theologian, Sean Penn, <laughs> uh, who some of you may not know him by name if you're younger, but uh, he he won an Academy Award for uh, portraying Harvey Milk. So this is not a uh, – I, I would not call this a Bible-believing guy. As far as I know, he's not. Right. Um, but he's always been very vocal about what he perceives things to be out in our culture. And um, he said that uh, men who wear skirts have cowardly jeans. <laughs> and it got him in trouble. I mean, he said, I'm in the club that believes that men in American culture 
have become wildly feminized. He said, being fair to, to women does not mean that men have to become females. And man, I, I, I just... Is that a recent quote? Uh, this, you know, uh, I think, uh, I don't, it, this, I know sh- it, it was in February of this year that this article I'm reading was, but it doesn't, it doesn't reference when the quote was, hmm. it just gives it to him. You can probably Google Sean Penn, I'm sure, because yeah. he got in a lot of hot water over that. But the point being, when you look at the apostle Paul, here, here's a man who goes on a mission trip that lasts about a year and a half that gets him kicked out of towns, sometimes drug out of towns, uh, beaten, stoned, and uh, he, he risked his life going, you know, here and there and um, comes back and then goes back to check on them and goes further, goes deep into Roman territory, mm-hmm. into Western, I mean, basically not Western, but he goes into Europe um, when he goes into Philippi. And today... Sometimes men are just ask, "Hey, won't you come to this Bible study?" Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't. Uh, but you know, I can't get away. Um, um, I, you know, I I don't have time. My wife won't let me. I, I literally have had a guy say that. My wife, I I, I can't because my wife can't do this or that. <laughs> I'm like, guy, man, it's six thirty in the morning. I said, there's five options for you, and there's a Zoom on Thursday night. Or you know, just just come be a part of something, uh, and 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 literally, I, Brad, this is this is really an epidemic in our country, yeah. and I think it's what's allowed what we see happening. Sure, going away from God, but the men of God have ceased to be people who will speak truth. The men of God have retreated into our little holy huddles a lot of times, and in the marketplace of ideas. Because we're afraid of being canceled, we're we're not being the Pauls and Silas's right. out there. And yes, it's going to have a cost. Listen, when you start saying that the Jesus is Lord in a world that rejects that message, you better know that you are going to encounter people that are threatened by that message. They don't like that message, and they're going to try to bring some kind of pain or cancel culture to bear on you. And, and but that doesn't shouldn't keep us from doing that, and so that's why this study is so encouraging to me through Acts. Watching what Paul and Barnabas does, it's almost revitalizing to me mm-hmm. to go through this and walk with them. As one, we saw last week, God calls us out of our comfort zone. We both have experienced that many times. It never stops, right? He just keeps right. taking you there. But even this week in dealing with this demonic-possessed girl um, who is a Pythia priestess, and and we saw yesterday that as God's kingdom priest, we are weapons for truth. As we encounter lies, are we being those weapons for truth in the world? And and as we as we go out into the world, we don't only we not only take the message. We are the message, Brad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we are. Well, and I think the, the I think one of the problems we run into in our society as men is we feel like if 
if somebody rejects that message, if somebody rejects truth, they're rejecting you. And it really does boil down. We want to be liked. We want popularity. I'm guilty. Listen, I'm guilty. I want people to like me. Yeah. But the the reality is if, uh, if, if you walk through this building with a weapon, people are going to look at you. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're not going to just cuddle up next to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And really, in a world that we're coming into right now, we are to be bold. You know, as you said, we are weapons mm-hmm. of truth. And in a sense, the Word of God is the truth. The Word of God is a weapon. It is a sword that we are to wield mm-hmm. in, in a dark world where the enemy exists. And it, it, obviously, looking at this demonic girl, she is a mouthpiece. She has been a, at least a mouthpiece of Satan. Yes. And there has been a group of men who have been profiting off of that. Yeah, they've trafficked this young girl. Well, you and I, we are a mouthpiece of God. Mm-hmm. And when you've got mouthpieces of Satan out there, and we hear it constantly, don't we? Yes. Uh, I, by the way, I, I watched that movie last night, 2000 oh, Mules. Oh, isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah. But, what I, you know, I think the point is that there – we we hear the ranting and the screaming of Satan's voices, his his demonic voices, and yet God's voices are quite quiet today. Yeah, there there are some out there. There right? are no and, doubt. You know, I met a guy the other day, and um, this ministry uh, in town uh, has I think like sixteen or seventeen different churches helping it now called Hadassah's Hope. Love it, and they go into women go into strip clubs and minister to the strippers and men sit out in the parking lots to basically be their protectors and pray for them as they're in there. Now, those are men who are stepping up. Well, that ministry, yeah, that's Tammy Taunton, very dear friends of ours, Brad and Tammy Taunton. Tammy just has a heart for those women, you know, and, and yet the husbands of those wives, you're, like you said, they're they're in the parking lot. They're not going into the place. No, but they are standing guard. Yeah, and you know what a great picture that is, right? It, it is. And you know the thing about that is, is because our culture has so objectified women that unfortunately a lot of people in the church. Can you imagine people that must feel more rejected than those strippers? I mean, they feel connected to those other strippers uh i was talking to brad the other day not brad uh is it uh what's his name uh uh jeff jeff yeah i was talking to jeff and he said um he said you know they don't leave that lifestyle because those people are their family they feel safe with them and i i was just trying to think through that if if a, a couple of strippers came to a church that that would be a very bizarre experience for them probably they, they wouldn't come in and and scan and lay close but they might come in with something that most other people wouldn't see but but they bring their shame with them and yeah. they would come in there and I wonder how many people when they found out they were strippers would really treat them with the love of God yeah. or would be repelled by them, you know, whether they're drug dealers, strippers, but 
especially strippers, male or female, it doesn't matter, anybody who's been in that industry, that, that carries a, a dirtiness mm-hmm. uh, to it. And so that's a very, very uh, profound ministry that they have there. And, and it's continuing to gain steam. And, you know, whether you're talking about trafficked young women in the pornography business or Hadassah's Hope, um, we are to be bold warriors for mercy. And that's really what we're focusing on today in verses 18 and 19. Because w- yesterday we looked at uh, what it means to be a weapon of truth. And w- we, you know, go where we're going. And as we encounter the enemy, which Paul did, Paul spoke against it. I mean, he he encounters this this demonically possessed little girl who is being uh, manipulated by these slave owners for their profit. They're not giving this little girl any money. Mm-hmm. They're not giving her anything, yeah. and and they're using her. And so, what does Paul do? It says he became annoyed, and he spoke to the spirit. It doesn't say he spoke to the girl. He spoke to the spirit and commanded it come out. Why? Because we, we said yesterday, when Jesus proclaimed in Luke 4, the Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news and liberty to the captives, we are to set the captives free. And that's what Paul does. Why? He wants to be like his rabbi. And and just like our theme verse, 2 Corinthians 10 and SWAT is, uh, we destroy strongholds as weapons for truth. And so... When we come back, I know we got to go to break for uh, for the half hour. I want to talk. I want to share a verse that talks about Satan be the strong man. You know that verse, yeah. maybe. But Jesus is stronger. Yes, and that's important yes. for us to remember. And so when we come back, uh, we're going to work through verse eighteen and nineteen. And how are we bold warriors for mercy out in our world? We're going to talk about that. Amen. By the way, if you have any interest in hearing about Hadassah's Hope, you can go to HadassahsHopeJacks.com. That's H-A-A-H-A-D-A-S-S-A-S-H-O-P-E-J-A-X.com. That's That's a mouthful there. I may have to repeat that when we come back from the break. Hadassah's Hope. Glad you've joined us here at SWAT Radio, 844-777. SWAT will be right back. Back to SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes sitting alongside Doug McCary as we uh, dig through the word in Acts 16. By the way, that was Need to Breathe, mm-hmm. a song called Brother. Brother, it's good to be with you. Yeah, it's good to be with you. <laughs> Remember that movie? I, 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 that was a, didn't Tim Tebow do that movie? I what think he I, did, yeah. 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 I, I, he produced that movie. That was that was good. Uh, I like that movie. That's where I heard that song. It's, such um, a, it's, it's a great song. Hey, Guys. you know, real quick, Brad. 
Uh, this story that we're looking at today in, in, in verses 16 through 24 today, you're just going to read 16 through 19, is one of three stories that are kind of clumped together uh, that Luke tells of Paul and Silas. By the way, this is probably one of the greatest missionary teams ever assembled. <laughs> you got Paul, Silas, Luke, and Timothy. Yeah. I mean, you talk right about a, a, a God squad, man. That That is it. <laughs> And they are going uh, into Europe, and we're here today because of the ministry they had. Yeah. And yep. they won a woman to Christ named Lydia. And this week we're looking at this demonic priestess that they cast the demon out. Some people think she became a believer. Some people say we're not sure. I just have a hard time, like I said yesterday, believing God cast this demon out of this girl and she did away with all the money for her owners. I can't imagine they would have any use for her after that. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I believe Paul being the protector now that he was and carer for people would, would probably have tried to direct her to Lydia's house, a house church here. But anyway, and then a military jailer that we're looking at this week at SWAT and next week on the radio, three stories about Jesus over wealth, false religion, and government. And as his kingdom priest, we are to pray for boldness. We are to be bold weapons for truth. We looked at that yesterday, uh, proclaiming uh, that there's only one source of truth, and and it's God's word. And all other all, all other things are really about how to connect with Creator or lies if they don't align mm-hmm. with that. There's no God but Yahweh. And so today we're looking at this idea of being bold warriors for mercy. When we look out in the world, you know, we don't see a lot of demonic possession here in our country. At least we're not aware of it. It may be there, and it may be demonically possessed people that do really crazy, bizarre things. Like, I don't know if you saw that lady thrashing babies around yesterday they said she was demonically possessed she might have been Uh, but but anyway those people we are to be warriors for mercy in their life Mm -hmm. setting the captives free destroying strongholds and so i want you to read that text today 16 all the way through 19 and i want to look at the two verses but then look at how god is using paul and barnabas's warriors and how we can then be encouraged to go out and be those warriors for mercy in our culture. Amen. We're in Acts 16. I'm going to read 16 through 19. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaimed to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. Verse 19, But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. This is the word of the Lord. Um, You know, as you look at this 
text, only these two verses we're looking at today, 18 and 19. We, 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 we talked about how this girl was possessed with a spirit called a Pythian spirit or a Pythos spirit. That, and we talked yesterday about the Greek. There was a um, there was a, a god named Pythos. He was a serpent that guarded the temple of Gaia that became the temple of Apollo after Apollo beat this particular um, r- reptile, whatever it was, whether it was a <laughs> dragon or a snake. And people would come to hear the Oracle of Delphi because it was in Delphi. And... This young girl either was taken to Delphi or maybe she went to some other temple where this Apollo spirit of Pythia or this Pytho spirit was in her. Some demonic spirit inhabited her and gave her these uh, visions to share with people and they would trek her around like a carnival show. And Paul was annoyed because she's saying, these men are slaves of the Most High God. They tell you the way to salvation. Now, on the surface, you think that's a pretty good thing, man. We're getting publicity that's telling people Mm -hmm. we represent El Elyon, the God of creation, Yahweh. And and they're telling people how to be saved. But you know what? Paul was annoyed. Why? Because when you partner with demons, you validate them as messengers. Mm. And he didn't want that. He he doesn't need Satan's publicity. I mean, and so... There's two ways to approach God. There's God's way, God's way, and every other way, whether it's the Roman way, the Apollo way, whatever. And Paul was annoyed, and so he turned to the Spirit and said, Come out. Now, what's amazing, that takes me back to when Jesus was casting out demons. Remember what the leaders said, the religious leaders? They said, He's casting out demons because He is one. He's, he is of Satan. And Jesus said, don't be ridiculous. He goes, in, in Luke chapter 11, he says, if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons. Now, he uses that phraseology to take them back to the text. In the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, I think it's uh, maybe Exodus chapter 8, when Moses and Aaron were doing these miracles in front of Pharaoh, that Pharaoh had magicians that were demonically led, and they were counterfeiting God's things. That happens a lot. Satan tries to counterfeit God a lot. And so the way Satan tries to hurt Christ, he tries to infiltrate the church. If he can't infiltrate the church, then he persecutes the church. So the first thing he does is come within, and he attacks from within. So he tries to get people to buy into his methods or his demon-possessed people, whatever in this case. And so they could only imitate it to a point. And when they couldn't imitate it anymore, they go, surely this is the finger of God. That's in the text, in the Hebrew text. So Jesus is quoting that to these religious leaders, and he surely would have, that's where he was taking them. He says, if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then when the kingdom of God, he says, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. He says, when a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted, and he divides his spoil. So he's calling Satan a strong man, but Jesus is a stronger man. And in Matthew (coughs) chapter 4, 
Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 15, Matthew chapter 17. So there's six chapters that either Jesus or his followers have been authorized to cast out demons, to set captives free, to destroy strongholds. And that's what he was doing. He del- And just like, you know, he says, I don't need Satan's publicity. Mm-hmm. Come out. Yeah. And, there, and I gave an illustration at SWAT the other day, last week, that I think helps you understand. Let's say absolute vodka or Grey Goose. It doesn't matter. Just pick one, right? One of these vodka companies comes to me and says, hey, Doug, we want SWAT radio to be known around the country. Uh, we believe in what you're doing. So we have our absolute vodka trucks <laughs> that we're sending. On one side, we want SWAT radio and the logo, and you can tell them about Jesus. And on the other side, we're just going to have absolute because we want to partner with you. I'm going to say no way. Nothing good in my life has ever come from vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I know that has ever drank that vodka really drinks that with good results. If they drink it either to get drunk, to forget their problems, or whatever. And and so I'm not going to join with that when everything that I know about that has done nothing to further the kingdom in any way, shape, or form, except to get people to a point of brokenness, maybe, where they know they need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that that's Paul saying we don't need this publicity. So he delivered. He said to that demon, come out. And at that very hour, it came out. So this woman was delivered from evil. Paul was being like his rabbi, like Jesus. And they didn't like it, and they drug him into the marketplace. You know, Doug, not to interrupt you, I was thinking about Second um, Corinthians six fourteen. It says, do not be unequally yoked with yes. unbelievers. Yes. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or or what fellowship has light with darkness? Yes. We, we, we are to minister in the darkness, but we're not to partner with the darkness. You're right. And and we as warriors for mercy, we need to not dilute the message in any way. Mm. And, and Paul spoke boldly to Preach that it. demon, <laughs> even though taking that demon away, he knew, Paul did, these men were not going to be happy. Yeah. And in and, and our world, Brad... How does that impact us? How do we be the message in our world with that? Well, all belief systems other than Jesus as Messiah are demonic. I mean, we can coexist. You know, you see that coexist bumper sticker. Right, right. We can coexist, but we don't recognize any other belief system as valid. It's not valid. I mean, they, they are demonic. Jesus is the only one that's truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. So Hinduism, demonic. Buddhism, demonic. Uh, Islam, demonic. They're all demonic. And so we as believers proclaim that. We don't apologize. We don't dilute. We don't try to not say it because that's not being a, a, a warrior for mercy. What you're saying is, I'm not fighting in this battle. Hmm. I, I'm just going to be quiet. And just like I learned this from my wife, it was really good the other day. She shared this insight. I thought it was really good. John was at the crucifixion. But John was silent. Not, I mean, at the trial of Jesus, I mean. Peter denied. 
Christ openly. John denied him by not being a witness of he was yeah. being Messiah. Yeah. And I think that's what we do a lot. When we come back, one final thing to tie this up. And if people want to call in, I welcome their calls. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. 844-777-7928. 844-77-SWAT. And uh, you can send us an email at ask at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes sitting alongside Doug McCary as we're working through Acts chapter 16, verses uh, 18 and 19 specifically. Doug, one of the things that really kind of – sometimes you see things that aren't there. Yeah. One of the things that I see that isn't there is that when this – when Paul uh, basically commands the spirit to come out of this young girl and i think you mentioned yesterday this young girl's probably between the age of seven to ten years old yes these men these you know kind of her her masters what i don't see is that they didn't come and say wow fantastic yeah who is this man who just commanded the spirit to come out of what do they do no, they they immediately start complaining about the money that they're short on. Yes. Yeah. These were her controllers, by the way. Uh, like I said, this young girl was trafficked. She was trafficked. And that's, guys, if you're listening out there, this is a great little passage to remind us that we are to be weapons for truth. We are the message. We are to be warriors for mercy. That means we fight for the victims. We fight for those who are being held captive. And that's not just the sexually trafficked and the young. This is also people who are captive in Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam. Listen, these are demonic. Um, Hinduism teaches reincarnation. Brad, you were in India with mm-hmm. me. How many temples did we see over there? All there's over 300 million gods that they worship yeah. little Hindu temples everywhere. And they believe that 
you keep coming back to life in a higher form and that's why they don't eat the cows they don't eat cows and the goats you might and the- be eating uncle bud out there you know and so they they believe you come back oh in a higher state from what good karma good works mm-hmm. now buddhism believes that reincarnation is bad and they do teach evil but they try to get people meditating on the eightfold path teaching that sin exists and the cause of sin is our body and desire and their solution is to meditate and to to chant mantras and deny the body's uh, desires and you know brad over the years i've known a lot of people that have tried to meld christianity with buddhism in fact they practice they tried to practice both mm. and buddhism teaches that you do in order to be christianity yeah. teaches god did for you so you do not to be anything mm-hmm. because you're mm-hmm. his you can be now go do as his yeah. and and that's the thing that it's by <laughs> grace to be a believer, we don't work our way into that uh, that state of heaven or that that higher form, like Hinduism teaches, or even the afterlife. You know, Islam teaches that there's no assurance. In fact, the five pillars of Islam are proclamation every day: there is no God but Allah. Five prayers or prayers. I'm sorry, five times a day. Uh, you have to give alms to the poor. You have to go to Mecca. You have to fast during Ramadan. And even if you do all those things, you're still not, there's no hope for sure. In fact, people are still praying that Muhammad would receive Allah's mercy. Wow. I mean, like, and and so they teach good works equals good blessing. Mm. Where Christianity teaches our good works are what? They're filthy rags. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, uh, Ephesians 2 8 and 9 says it is by grace it is god's grace that when it when we are bold warriors for mercy we take that message to people that is that that is just an amazing message of hope because for the stripper who's uh caught up in that for the trafficked young girl the girl like Megan Connors who was abused her whole life and became a prostitute for the drug addict on the street. It doesn't matter what's happened in your life. You can't physically work your way into the presence of God. But if you're listening to this today, it that God may be saying, you're mine. Come home and let me love on you. And, and let me empower you to go live life with hope and purpose that you've never <clears throat> known because life in me, life in my son Jesus is what I created you for. I created you to walk with him, to walk with me in dependency, and I want you to enjoy me forever. Amen. And, and Amen. That, that is a... That's just a very hope-filled message. And as warriors for for um, mercy out there, I mean, that requires a boldness in our marketplace, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. To it, take that message, because it seems so really 
uh, absurd <laughs> that, that I could live this life. In fact, I have people in Russia all the time. So you mean Adolf Hitler could just repent and God would take him? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the Bible says that uh, you believe in Jesus, but it's not a mental ascent, like just right. believing in the facts about. It's like, no, you believe in a way that produces an action in your life. Yeah. You take him as your Savior, Lord, that he is. He See, he's already, in fact, what's so crazy is nobody comes to that on their own. That, I mean, Ephesians we, 2. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, he, he, I love, uh, I think it's, um, uh, who's, uh, R.C. Sproul used this illustration. In our mindset, we're drowning in an ocean and somebody throws a life preserver. That is not the way it is. He <laughs> says we are dead. <clears throat> on the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. He breathes life into us, brings us to the top, and throws us the life jacket Yeah. after he does all those things. Yeah. And that's a hard for us to imagine that he would do that in our lives. Yeah. And and how I love Paul, Paul Washer. His illustration is uh, something I can totally relate to, especially living in Florida where we have to have all these retention ponds. It's part of when we build a building, we have to have a retention pond. And even on the highways, you have retention ponds where the, the, the runoff of the rainwater goes. And in those uh, those ponds, you got a lot of garbage and a lot of algae and a lot of scum yeah. in that dirt, in that, in that pond. We're at the bottom of that pond. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in the muckiest, grossest yeah. water, and we're dead at the bottom. And Christ comes, and he doesn't just throw a line out to us. He doesn't even, you know, he actually jumps into that water, mm. into that cesspool, and goes to the bottom to get us up mm. and to bring us up and to breathe life in us. And when he breathes life into us, there is, there are results in our life. Mm. There are fruit. There's fruit born out of being born again. Mm. And and to, to say that, you know, can Adolf Hitler, could Adolf Hitler have confessed Christ? Well, listen, there was a there was a prisoner on the cross next to Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, what, what works did he do on the cross to receive heaven, to receive glory, to receive Christ? Yeah. And yet Christ's righteousness was imputed into that man because he recognized who Christ was. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I think of Brad when we think of being bold warriors for mercy in, in our culture, going back to what Sean Penn said about, you know, the feminization of our culture and just how in our culture today that uh, being fair to women doesn't mean that we become females. And I just thought of what we're seeing in our culture today, how this adoption of feminine values has now resulted in men who wear dresses and say they're women when they're really men uh, joining women's swim teams, you know, uh, because they have some desire deep down to conquer, some desire to excel, and they can't do it. And so they, they go to that. And and even just, um, I, I mean, you think about all the, the transgender stuff. All this stuff is underneath because – Long ago, all this push for equality for women 
really it was a feminist agenda which pushed women leaving home their husbands and children which really the bible's pretty clear that women are to nurture younger women teach them what it means yeah. to be a loving wife teach them what it means that has been so uh made negative in our culture for a woman to do that i'm thankful that my wife lori stayed home and and with you know with all my children and your i know your wife did and we Man. built into our children that is that is such a dying thing today uh and and you know it's, there's no easy fix but where we can start as men if you're listening is to be a man who's going to be a bold warrior for mercy mm-hmm. stop being feminized yeah just yeah. stop it <clears throat> don't you know stand up be a man act like man like paul says and go out when you see a victim don't just sit back and expect somebody else to step up you know when, when you see a need step up to meet a need yeah. don't wait for somebody else to step up be the instrument yes of god's mercy yeah you know i, th- I was uh <clears throat> you've heard the saying uh, don't be a be a river not a reservoir yeah if you've received mercy we should extend mercy mm-hmm. one of my favorite verses lamentations three twenty two: the steadfast love of the lord it never ceases his mercies never come to an end they are new every morning great is his faithfulness aren't you glad that god was faithful to us in his mercy toward us well that's not to be a reservoir that doesn't just sit here it's yeah. to come out of us it's to be a channel absolutely and, you know, and, and as men we can start in our marriages and our view of marriage in general as a lifelong commitment, not a whim that just to go in and out of. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. Hey, Doug, good to be with you. I'll be back again tomorrow. Yay. Woo. Day. Glad to be here. <laughs> hey, go to SWATradio.com. We uh, would love to hear from you there. You just drop us a comment or yeah, whatever you want to tell us. Uh, we would love to know you're out there listening in. And uh, please join us tomorrow. Go to SWATradio.com. You can listen to past broadcasts there. Until then, God bless. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's work to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual